to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast from Monday through Friday where we encourage you to come and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho. Your host is Pastor Rick DeMichael. And during this series, Pastor DeMichael is teaching a lesson entitled Mormon Doctrines in Light of the Bible. Come find out what the Bible has to say on this issue. And please be sure to stay tuned after the broadcast as we will have a special offer for a free book on this very subject. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. All right, let's go ahead and take our Bibles and go to Matthew chapter 21. Now, in our very first lesson, we talked about the subject of final authority. And by way of thinking of the Bible-believing Christian, that should settle it. Uh, Christianity is a religion of a book. And so when we covered our first lesson and got down to the book versus four other books and some supposed living prophets, uh, it's not hard to understand where Mormonism is coming from and where we're coming from as Bible-believing Christians. Uh, the Bible-believing Christian has one book, the Bible, and Mormonism has four books, along with these supposed living apostles and prophets. But uh, I want you to look at Matthew chapter 21, because when it comes to authority, the Mormon is thinking something different. And uh, I'll explain this. Matthew chapter 21 and verse 23. And when he was come into the temple, the chief priests and elders of the people came unto him as he was teaching and said, by what authority doest thou these things, and who gave thee this authority? All right, now, the, the leaders of, the, of the, uh, the Jewish people in Christ's day challenged Christ on that basis. And again, as I've already said, as Bible-believing Christians, we'd say, okay, well, by what authority we preach what we preach is this one book. And uh, you would say, well... The Mormon has four different books, along with these words of living apostles and prophets and presidents and so-called, and uh, that, that would be how, how the thing is weighed out on that particular battle line right there. But uh, that's more theory than it is practice. My first encounter with a couple of Mormon missionaries many years ago was not unlike every subsequent encounter since then. And uh, when I got talking to them, and they found out what I believed, and then especially when they found out I was a preacher, an ordained preacher, there was a certain condescending smugness and cockiness that came over them. How many of you ever experienced that? All right. And somewhere along the line, they kind of looked down their 17-year-old noses and mumbled something about they had a priesthood and the blessing of a priesthood, either Aaronic or Melchizedek, and I didn't. And therefore, everything I did, my preaching, my witnessing, my Bible reading, my church, my pastoring, probably what I had for breakfast was invalid. Ever have that experience? Okay. And I never fully understood it until I really got studying Mormonism and talked to more Mormons. And I come to the realization this issue of a book versus books 
is not where they really feel on a practical basis they have their authority to do what they're doing. It's on the basis of what I call an invalid priesthood. It's the belief that they have an exclusive and divine authority derived by an assumed acquisition of both the Aaronic and Melchizedek priesthoods. And if you don't understand this particular concept of their belief of what their priesthood means and how they came to it and what it gives them the right to do, and on the other side of that equation, equally important, what they think you don't have the right to do, until you grasp that, you're not going to really understand where they're coming from. I know I didn't. Because again, I was thinking like a Bible-believing Christian. Uh, Christian, I was thinking that Mormonism is the religion of a book, just like Christianity is, or books. But it's not. It's really about this priesthood business. And so we're going to lay some emphasis on this. They asked Christ the question, by what authority doest thou these things? And uh, in Article 5 of the Articles of Faith by Talmadge, uh, we get a little bit of an insight into the uh, importance that the Mormon Church places on this subject. In Article 5, it says, We believe that a man must be called of God by prophecy and by the laying on of hands by those who are in authority to preach the gospel and administer in the ordinances thereof. Now, when you and I hear something like that, in authority to preach the gospel and administer the, in the ordinances thereof, we're thinking one thing. They're thinking something completely different. And they are thinking of this priesthood or priesthoods, uh, so-called. Uh, Bruce R. McConkie, in the teachings of Joseph Smith, uh, as well as in the Doctrine and Covenants, uh, makes his case, and I quote, uh, this Melchizedek priesthood comprehends the Aaronic or Levitical priesthood and is the grand head and holds the highest authority which pertains to the priesthood and the keys of the kingdom of God in all ages of the world to the latest posterity on the earth. That is, he is saying it is, it is valid up to this point. Now, if you study your Bible, you know that the Aaronic priesthood uh, trying to bring that into the picture in the New Testament is like going to the graveyard and digging up a corpse. Uh, that's basic to the subject and the study of law versus grace. He goes on to say this, and is the channel through which all knowledge... Now listen to what he says. He's not making uh, very specific statements and narrow statements. He's making broad, sweeping statements with, with very great implications. He says, it is the channel through which all knowledge, doctrine, the plan of salvation, and every important matter is revealed from heaven. Folks, here's what the well-taught Mormon believes. You have no right to witness. Okay? Now, I'm going to make something of this, and I'm going to make something of the attitude that's involved here, because uh, there, there's a lot of whining and crying that goes on about someone getting picked on, okay? Listen, they're knocking on doors. Tomorrow morning when you get up, they're going to be knocking on doors in your neighborhood. And this is what they believe, and this is what they've got to peddle. 
So at the very least, turnabout is fair play. And, and I'm always amused when they get whining and crying about it because all they're doing is getting a small taste of their own medicine. Now, this exclusive attitude of the Mormon church is very similar to that of the Catholic Church. As a matter of fact, as I studied this this week, being an ex-Roman Catholic, raised in the Catholic Church, parochial school, and uh, so forth on down the line, I was just struck by the parallel after parallel after parallel behind the idea that we've got the organization, we've got the pedigree, we've got the one group that you've got to become a part of if you really want to get to God. And uh, there is everything going on here from this business of rec resurrecting the Old Testament priesthood and the Old Testament Aaronic priesthood and bringing it over into the New Testament just like Catholicism does. There's this business of claiming the exclusive right to the keys of the kingdom. Uh, there are some real close parallels to Roman priestcraft with this teaching of the priesthood. And I was just struck by all the parallels. But you've got to understand this business if you're going to understand where they're really coming from. Uh, going on, and I quote, all other, all other authorities or offices in the church are appendages to this priesthood. The Melchizedek priesthood holds the right of presidency and has power and authority over all the offices in the church in all ages of the world to administer in spiritual things. The power and authority of the higher or Melchizedek priesthood is to hold the, key, the, hold the keys of all the spiritual blessings of the church. Now, folks, a Bible-believing Christian would be expected to say something like that about the person of Jesus Christ. A Bible-believing Christian puts all of this emphasis on the person of Christ. The book of Colossians tells us that Christ has the preeminence. Mormonism by now, if you've stayed with us through these eight lessons, is telling you that the preeminence is in a church organization and the proper administration and pedigree of that church organization. And more to the point, as we've already seen, the testimony of Joseph Smith to this effect. Folks, we've got all these things that McConkie just stated in the person of Jesus Christ. Not some farcical, papal pedigree with a Mormon label. We would like to thank you for listening to Treasures of Truth. And we would also like to offer a free book about the content you just heard on Mormon doctrines in light of the Bible. To receive this free book, please contact the office at Treasure Valley Baptist Church. You can give them a call at 208-888-4545. That's 208-4545. The offices are open Tuesday through Friday. To hear more great messages by Pastor DeMichael, please feel free to visit our website at tvbc.org. That's tvbc.org. You can also follow us on Facebook. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and we would love for you to come join us in our services. Our Sunday school begins at 9.30 with the morning service at 10.45. We also have a Sunday evening service at 5.45. We also have great kids programs on Wednesday nights. At 7 o'clock, we've got the Master's Club, which runs during the school year. And at the same time, we have a Bible study for the adults in the main auditorium. With specialized classes and programs for all ages, as well as wonderful nurseries for the youngsters, 
Treasure Valley Baptist Church has a place for everyone. And don't forget about our vibrant programs for the teens and our college and career group. We hope to see you soon.